Welcome to Don't Be All Like Uncool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. Hello. Uh, I have a prediction for what Whitney Rose's tagline next season is going to be. Are you ready? <gasps> will, you please, will you please do it in her voice? I'll try. You're, you're way better at it than me, but I'll try. Okay. Brevity is the soul of wit. Alex, way too much credit. She does not know both of those words. Oh, <laughs> she knows oh, is and the. She knows the word she, wit. She made. Did you? Did you miss she made her a pun. joke? This reunion episode. It's clearly the proudest she's ever been of anything she's ever said. She made Lisa laugh, and Lisa was currently in a huge fight with her. Yeah, Andy asked her um, where her daughter got her wit from after like that clip of her daughter cracking wise, and Whitney said. From wit. We are also joined by my lovely sister, Miss Julia. If I'm going to have a best friend, I'm going to pick a rich one. Oh, is that for Gina? It is for Gina. I love it. Okay, I also made a tagline for somebody in the Bravo verse this week. Let's see if you guys can guess who it is. It's hard to see red flags when your hairline is covering your eyes. <laughs> Well, so you were you have a three head also as does Teresa, so I can't believe that you're not more sympathetic towards her small forehead. Okay, have you seen three head? Where was it? It was like a promo pic that came out recently. One and a half head max. It's like almost touching her eyebrows. I don't know why she keeps pulling down her wigs like like lower lower. Gia also has a one and a half head. They just have tiny foreheads. Yes. Joe solved that problem by shaving his head. All right. Do we want to start with Salt Lake City? Sure. Yes. Yes. All right. Reunion part two, Salt Lake City. This is getting more and more painful to watch. The attack against Lisa. Is Lisa the biggest shit stirrer? Maybe top three, but I feel like she's getting so much hate. And this is exactly what happened in last year's reunion. I guess she is a shit stirrer, but Heather and Whitney are like, the only shit they stir, granted, is that involving Lisa, but they do it so much and so nonstop that it's like, at a, at a certain point, it's like last week, I just, I had a hard time watching this episode. I cannot believe what they were doing. There was one point where Lisa brought out uh, printed texts as evidence uh, for a conversation she had with Cameron. And Whitney said, don't trust those. And then went on to bring out her evidence from her phone text that we <laughs> were not allowed to see. That like we, there's like no way to like verify what she's saying is like real, but yet she's calling out Lisa. It's just, it's so tough to watch. How are they getting away with it? And Andy's clearly not on Lisa's side for some reason. I love Lisa pulling out the text because she put on the best pair of glasses. <laughs> you know, what a treat for us all. Um, but Meredith is having a great reunion for a woman who was not lucid and took multiple baths during her father's funeral week is very, very much on her game. So much so that she thinks she's passed the bar because she did tell us she is a lawyer. She's doing a really good job consistently making her point and Lisa's becoming frazzled. And it's giving Lisa a bad showing. But because we are all Lisa stands here, we are seeing through the muck. And I would like to argue that Lisa said some horrible things on her hot mic. I think at the time she didn't care that her mic was hot. I think now she regrets it because calling Meredith 
a poor whore who's fucked half the New York isn't going with her perfect brand. But think of everything that Mary's said. And yet Mary's given a past where they all just really wish she was at the reunion. Where they really almost wish Lisa wasn't there. Right? Aren't they trying to condemn yeah. Lisa and get her to leave? I think so. And it's so creepy. I can't remember if it was this episode or last episode when Heather was saying, um, you know, oh, we love you. That's sh- We love you the way you are. Like, it's just so fake and weird. And I feel like Whitney and Heather have this bizarre obsession with Lisa. About the hot mic, though, I did really appreciate the inception of Lisa Barlow getting mad at producers about the yes! hot mic while on a hot mic. <laughs> It was like hot mic within a hot mic. Oh, I know. That made me lose her a bit. I was like, oh, Lisa. Yeah. Come on. You knew exactly what you were doing. You are a smart cookie. That's why she's being held to this high standard. Where Whitney's not a smart cookie and is getting away with murder. (laughs) I just think it's weird that they're all so upset about her talking shit about Meredith when all of them were talking shit about Meredith the whole season and all of them had have said like the same if not worse things about each other it's just we're spending way too much time on the hot mic Lisa thing I agree at one point when it shifts over to them finally talking about Mary Jenny of all people says why are we talking about Mary's church still that's so not interesting it's like we've been talking about the least interesting parts of this season this entire reunion and now we're finally getting to the good stuff and they don't want to talk about it my most favorite reunion clip that has ever happened on any reunion happened this week and that is when Jenny is arguing with Andy saying no I do defend my friend Lisa at every turn cut to clip of heather and whitney bashing lisa on a bus jenny silence (laughs) it made me laugh i mean jenny of all people (laughs) should know that she hasn't learned this yet like if you have something in writing or on camera it will come back to bite you so we learned this reunion that lisa's sons are worried about their dad john because they keep telling Lisa not to leave the house looking single. <laughs> Which cracked me up. Okay, I'm going to use that as a great transition. For some reason, we got a child segment, which we did not need. No, because these children on this show are lame at best. They do not meet the standard of normal They're children. weird. <laughs> They're weird kids. This is no Jersey. Yeah. I would like to point out the best part of that segment which was Brooks. There are so many pivotal (laughs) Brooks moments of this season. His fight with Jen, you know, the weird Seth-ism as they were doing their photo shoot. He's truly been a class member, really, for the last two seasons. He has been. But what did they choose? I think we can have the dancer stand in the hot tub right here. Well, wow, how tall is she? <laughs> that is what they decided to go with. Making the dancer stand in that weird pool area and him worrying she's going to drown in two inches of water. Arguably the funniest Brooks line, but why couldn't we have used it when he designed one stripe on a sweatpant? Because I feel like that was the best Brooks moment mm-hmm. we've ever had. I felt like that was just because Jenny's daughter is such a ham. Yeah, Jenny's daughter is hilarious. Too bad we'll never they see her again. They don't want to make the other kids feel bad. Mm-hmm. Lisa's sons are very funny in their own weird way. But they're like, there's almost like nothing to them. That's probably why they're funny to me. 
Um, just to speak about the Cameron thing for a second, which is a That's very yeah. exactly where I was going next, Alex. You read my mind. But it's so funny when Lisa starts talking about him that Heather starts Heather and Whitney are both like, "Wow, like who are you to like speak on his behalf? Like who elected you to speak for Cameron?" A minute later, they're saying Cameron and Mary were having an affair together. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. It's like, who do they think they are? Exactly. I was like, okay, here comes a very difficult segment. How are they going to handle this with grace? Oh, they're not. They are speaking ill of the dead in the worst way possible, saying that he was basically groomed, had an affair when he was younger, was conned. Like, huge accusations. I don't know how anybody is sitting in that room and not calling them out on it. Lisa tells them to stop because she, like, knows the fiancé. And then Meredith is telling everybody that Lisa lied about the $300,000 mortgage. It's on camera. You see Cameron saying it on camera. I can't believe they're calling that out as a lie. We cut to it in this reunion. (laughs) And about Whitney and Heather getting away with things, we see clips of Heather saying, Well, when was the memorial? Tuesday or Monday? It sounds like Meredith is lying to us. And then Whitney saying, something doesn't add up. Mm -hmm. Why wasn't Meredith on the bus? It was all them. How on earth did they trick Lisa into taking the fall for this? Yes. Bizarro. I think that this show, though, without a doubt, calls in players that aren't in the room more than any other show. You got your Camerons. May he rest in peace. You have your Angies. (laughs) You have your other friends. Yeah, they're just saying names at a certain point. It's just so annoying when they say that Lisa said something and they're like, what is your proof? And they're like, oh, ask our friend so-and-so. It's like, well, okay, that doesn't help anything. Yeah, exactly. No wonder Lisa is so frustrated. But she's having a hard time keeping it together. Get it together, Lisa. She needs an mm-hmm. ally because Whitney's an idiot, but Heather's smart. And she brought, I mean, like Jenny mm-hmm. was, I guess, supposed to be her ally. And we all know how that turned out. My prediction for next week when it comes to the topic of whether or not Jen is guilty is it's somehow going to be turned to Whitney saying something like, Lisa told me that she thought she was guilty. And that's what the conversation is <laughs> going to become. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would not be surprised about that at all. Speaking about what other people may be thinking about, OC? <laughs> sure. I heard you're jealous of me, Julia. All right. Oh, see, I really want to talk about the trip that Heather and Gina go on. (laughs) But first, let's just get it out of the way. Do you guys feel like Shannon is jealous of Gina and Heather? Yes, I think she's jealous of Gina and Heather. I don't think so at all. No, I think is jealous of Gina and Heather. Emily. Mm, Interesting. And that's her roundabout way of bringing light to heather and gina to try to make them crumble that's interesting elizabeth because these two have been trying to bad weather miss shannon from episode one they have but i also feel like if shannon were invited out on this trip she would be giddy with delight and she wouldn't have to try to throw a competing cooking party yeah which was noella's best showing so thank you for throwing that cooking party all right let's use this as a transition where would you rather go on the Heather trip or the cooking party? I honestly would rather go on the cooking party because then I wouldn't be stuck at that horrible dinner with Heather's mom. Okay, same here. Alex? Yep, yeah, same. She is the worst person that's ever been in a Bravo program. That woman. I'll say it. 
My skin crawled. And if I was on that trip, I would have to be as lame as Gina and wear one of Heather's sayings on my shirt. Did you notice Gina went into the private plane wearing, did I hear a cork pop? Yeah, I did Uh, notice that. Except for people online were saying, what does her shirt say about a pork chop? (laughs) (laughs) I did have to pause it and like squint. And then she did have a crossbody bag on. It was a Wheel of Fortune moment for us all. And some people lost, clearly. It's so funny because when I saw that she was wearing a shirt with words on it, I did try for a second to figure out what it said. And I was like, I'm not going back. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Heather got the sorority to hang up a welcome sign but wasn't actually invited in the building and then instead had to produce a podcast for herself to be able to see a college student in real life it was bleak yes the whole thing was bizarre the college trip was all about heather also think about it Mm -hmm. okay we're gonna go tour maybe a potential college and my mom's bringing her friend and is gonna abandon us the entire time that's weird, right? It was weird that she brought Gina. When she invited Gina, I thought this is weird. Yeah, I thought it was like a weird, like, Heather, like, PR tour mm-hmm. that was just so chaotic and all over the place that I wasn't really sure what the point of the trip was at a certain point. Other than just, like, vague, let's go to New York trip. I Maybe I just, like, forgot from the last episodes. I thought it was just, like, Gina and Heather were going to go to New York together and have fun. And then all these other things happened. <laughs> We learned a lot about Heather when we got to meet her mom. Yes. Who is one, she hates her mom, and her mom hates her. And I hate them both. Can we please discuss the irony of pointing out a table setting being wrong to, like, the minimum wage waitress? As and being starting pro- the sentence with, I don't want to be rude. If you start that sentence, you're about to say something really rude. She's doing this because she likes things to be proper. Mm-hmm. You know no. what's not proper? Being rude. She's doing this because she likes to show off that she is proper. You know how they say like rich people don't wear labels? Like you, they don't, they're not swaddled in like Chanel. This uh-huh. was the biggest swaddled in Chanel. Yes. I thought Gina's parents were really cute. It's really nice every once in a while to have, like, so, a human appear in one of these shows and for you to be like, ah, like a nice, genuine person. But I got that vibe from them. Maybe it's because they're yeah. sitting across from the most awful person we've seen. But still. And also her weird comment with the waiter. One of my least favorite things is when, like, say you're, like, serving someone who's being very rude to you. And then they try to, like, appeal to you in, like, an inside jokey type way when she's like, I want the steak medium. And then she goes on to explain what, like, New York medium means to, like, the waiter in, like, a jokey. Like, you know what, like, New York... I just... I hate that shit. You know that type of, that, like, behavior I'm talking about? Yes! Like, I'm not on your yeah. side, person, joking with me about how you're gonna fuck up the steak I'm ordering. I'm um, allowed to be an asshole to awful. you because we're friends now. Yeah. You know what? The second Heather's yeah. mom opened her mouth, I'm like, this woman has had a lot of spit in her life. She has eaten a lot of spit out at restaurants. Mm-hmm. Little does she know. Oh, she got mm-hmm. a mouthful of spit at this yep. restaurant. Gina did pull out some like actual genuine fun out of Heather, though, I felt. When they were running around eating pizza, throwing $20 bills in the air like they just don't care. I felt that Heather was actually having a genuinely good time. And I think that she likes Gina. Gina respects her as the rich queen she wants to be already. So she's able to let loose because she's already proven the point to Gina that she's trying to prove to everybody. 
Yeah, Gina is. She's already. Yeah. Gina's already Emma. bought. Yeah, she's already bought Heather. So she now Heather can let loose and let free. Where I feel like if she had invited Shannon, Heather would have to have carried the pretense the whole time. They couldn't have gotten pizza because that's not what they would have done. They would have had to go to a really fancy restaurant to impress Shannon, where they could have gotten pizza with. Gina, because now it's Heather being like a regular person. Pizza with Gina. All right. Any final thoughts? They call Heather's mother Smother. That's my final thought. That's very clever for children. Gonna put that mm. out there. Another gross thing that happens this episode is Shannon says that she's never been in her pool. I just thought that was kind of gross. Oh, um, yes. Gross thing to say. <laughs> yeah, to admit out loud. Gross comment on her life. It, yeah, it's a bad reflection mm-hmm. on her. Um, Jen is losing me and i do appreciate the fact that noelle is like guys she's being as lame as me <laughs> yeah you gotta show up for work jen mm-hmm. yeah and even noelle is like we've all had hard things happen and we all stayed here i'm so sorry but like mm-hmm. anytime jen is complaining or crying about ryan who she does not even call his name she calls her daughter the stupid name she picked she can't call ryan his stupid name mm-hmm. All I can think is, like, you reap what you sow. Like, you fucked somebody over so hard to be in this situation. How's it, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. Like, did she screw over a billionaire? Yes. Are there worse things? Yes. But still. Ryan is smarter than we give him credit for, though, because before he divorces her, he's trying to get all of her assets also in his name. Somehow she doesn't realize that. I think she says to herself, how could he ever leave someone like me? Yes, and we're all looking and thinking, eh, he could find a younger model who, like, worships him and calls him Ryan. I'm going to reference Sex and the City, or OG, the Susan Sharon episode, where Susan Sharon's getting divorced, and she says that her husband says, like, he feels bad for me because he'll be remarried within a year, and I'll be single the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Ryan will be remarried within a year. Yes. And just like that, Ryan was remarried in a year. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Summer House? All right, Summer House. Um, really huge fan of Kyle this episode, opening up with a totally not weird speech at his birthday about how he doesn't like the comments about he and his fiance fighting in public, which then leads to him and his fiance <laughs> fighting in public and people commenting about it. Again, another inception. Maya saves the day. Maya. Yes. season. She's the one that's able to talk sense into Kyle and makes him like go on his little apology tour after. She's great. She's, oh, and I'm loving, thank you so much, Danielle, for bringing a potential Maya boyfriend. Like, I don't think it's going to work. Like, she thinks he's hot. He was hot. He was sweaty. He was sweating so much. He kept saying, I need to go into the pool. Red Tank Man, I don't know if we'll ever see him again, but thank you, Danielle. Like, what a good friend. You know what? Maya also had another great piece of wisdom besides the Kyle thing. Um, In the car with Paige driving to the Hamptons, they're talking about Craig. And she says, I don't necessarily love him in, like, a boyfriend role. And, yep, us too, girl. Why? Okay, why does Paige pick Craig over Andrea? Uh, um, What's your elevator pitch? It's my elevator pitch is it's what happened when she first met Andrea on Winter House. Andrea's her boyfriend Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and doesn't call her when she's in the city. And I think he's probably pretty consistent on that. If she's in front of him, he's 100% on. And if she walks out the room, he's forgotten about her completely. Mm. 
my elevator pitch is she has even said that she's had a crush on Craig for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And now the two of them are finally single. And now she really wants this fantasy to like come to life just because she's been thinking it's like a thing that she's always wanted. So even if Craig's going to act like a shit, she's going to want to like see it through. That's my pitch for what's going on right now. And if Craig hadn't said that thing he said to her in her apartment this episode about like not being exclusive yet, I think that she would have full on like been down for them to start dating exclusively like right then and there. Oh, she was really that smile on her face was very controlled. Like, it would have turned upside down had she stopped focusing Mm. on just keep smiling, just keep smiling. And what he's doing to her is like, he's like, I think we're moving into the direction where we might be exclusive eventually. But right now, if Kristen Cavalier or Kristen Doty should show up (laughs) at my door, yeah, I might not be able to control myself and i don't want to apologize for that he's being a class a fuck boy in Mm -hmm. every sense of the word i think the only my elevator pitch is andrea if you're in a relationship with andrea you're not the hottest one in the room oh she's definitely hotter than craig and she's definitely hotter than craig and no girls draping themselves Mm -hmm. over craig if you're at a party with andrea and craig and you don't know either one of them Andrea's the one that your eyes go to, not mm-hmm. Craig. So I think Paige gets to be the hot girlfriend with Craig where she has to compete Unless with Unless Austin Andrea. is in the room and then oh everyone's gosh. eyes are on him for some reason. Okay, that's why I didn't take notes this episode because I was too traumatized by the Muppet mouth himself. I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. And, you know, last week I thought we weren't getting a summer house. It's this week we're not getting a summer house because we're at our mid-season okay. break. Okay. I, I don't like where this is going. We've always said we've always said that we like that the summer house girls like don't fight with each other over a guy. This is our first major cat fight we've had in years, and it's over Austin. Not even a him? castmate. Him? Because usually, like I mean, like last season, like Hannah and Sierra, there was potential for them to get in a fight over guys, but they just like ended up becoming friends because of it. Mm-hmm. You know. And now we're about to see Sierra and Lindsay getting a fight for like the rest of the season over Austin who calls Andrea Andy, Andy. I <laughs> I it was just because and you know that Austin was like not to put words in his mouth was like I'm not gonna call him Andrea that's a girl's name I'm gonna call him Andy that's totally what he thought did you hear that he called Sierra yeah. a Jezebel yeah yes which has some to her face racial connotations to it. Yes. So big old cringe there. You well, do, he is from the South. <laughs> you do have to, sorry, South. Yeah. You do have to give it to Austin, though. He did an excellent job keeping his options open. This is not his first rodeo. He knew exactly what to say to Lindsay to make it. He knew it. to get them apart. He invited Lindsay to a bar. Invite Lindsay to a bar. Say, oh, if I can't sleep, I can't sleep with you because Sierra doesn't want me to. Meaning if he does end up with her, then she like pretty much owes him sexy time. Mm-hmm. And Sierra, the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Genius. And then he makes out with both mm-hmm. of them. It's, he's awful he's so gross i hope they are both watching this and are so well we know that Lindsay's has a light at the end of the tunnel my favorite part about this love triangle is that luke tried to insert himself (laughs) into it by saying that sierra did the exact same thing i didn't even know what he was talking about i did no memory of that happening they had like six months or like a week 
getaway together in Montana before she showed up in Summer House. And then at the very beginning of Summer House, she and Hannah. But he wasn't even talking about Summer House. He was talking about Winter House. Oh that was gosh. the confusing thing. I don't even remember. Like, that didn't register. Austin at Winter House. I had to watch it. Yeah. That didn't even register with me. Everybody's like, ew, shut up, Luke. People yeah. think Luke's so hot. I just think he makes himself look like such a ding We know him too well. We've seen him for five minutes. We know him too well. It's <laughs> all the rings. It's like well. Aiden from Sex in the City. Sorry, another reference. He looked so much hotter when he lost all the rings, all the turquoise rings. And what do we know Luke likes to do during the summer? Make, make jewelry so <laughs> yep. yeah he needed hannah when he's not dressing up as the johnny depp version of the mad hat <laughs> weird choice like that's what i mean everybody you know okay what does andrea go as the one shirtless disney character 10 out of 10 what does luke do paint his face white and look as off-putting as possible to be a 10 burton imagined character luke Stop. I love when they bring Craig up on FaceTime and Luke has the Johnny Depp Mad Hatter like looks at him and goes, can you see this bitch? <laughs> and Craig doesn't respond. <laughs> more of that, Craig. I'll take more of that. Now, the internet sleuths of Bravo were up in a tizzy this week because who is not there at Lindsay's birthday? Alex. Who is in the background of many shots? Oh, shit. Alex. I Alex is I dressed totally like a wolf in the background of shots. And so everybody's like, what the fuck? Why are they saying Alex isn't here? That was even like, why doesn't, if there's an empty bed, why doesn't what? Austin just sleep in the bed? And Lindsay said, just wait, the episode's not over yet. So maybe Alex shows up, but he's there dressed as a wolf. What? There are Instagram pictures. He's dressed as like a big bad wolf and he's got like oh, no. a tail and stuff. Well, so people well, were like, "What the he fuck?" He was gonna be there the next day. No, that was that right? was Andrea. Andrea was coming late. Andy had the open room. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. What the? So hell? Alex is there at the party. He's in the background huh. of multiple shots, and then there are pictures of him on Instagram. So unless he maybe he shows up late and appears next 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 week when we get a next episode weird though right that's so weird so like you know we know that they edit these out of order they're trying to create a narrative for us so we can follow or maybe he was able mm. to come and they get paid per episode so maybe he like found a way to get over to Lindsay's birthday party for half and they didn't want to yeah. give him the full pay this is an hr <laughs> yeah. business of yeah course. they're like oh, we don't want to give this guy another 10 grand that's hilarious Oh, That's what I read online house. this week because I was like really curious because of all the financial woes that Kyle's alluding to. It says mm-hmm. the the powers that be on my first Google search yes. have given me that summer house cast members are getting paid ten thousand to twenty thousand an episode depending on their caliber as a cast member. So I say Amanda and Kyle are both twenty thousand caliber. I think they're top notch. Didn't Kyle like quote unquote yeah. start it? Yeah, yeah, and then she was there as his fuck buddy in that season one episode one so she's been around since the beginning also okay and so i think that so that if you count the winter house episodes and summer house episodes that is 20 episodes a year so they're making just shy of a million dollars jointly and he only owes $4 million to Loverboy. So they just got to stick this out. And then all of their financial problems mm-hmm. will be solved. Plus, like, we try to support Loverboy. Yeah, we're trying to help him out. Bravo Reddit. Somebody looked up their PPP loan. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, how much was it for? 
Only $60,000 and they had oh, registered for two I employees. qualified for more. Yeah. So people were like, that's a tiny amount. And they said that for two employees. Huh. It, was it just he and Carl on payroll? This I is don't really know. interesting. So people looked at it. I mean, that's the thing. You say anything, people go through DMV records. Like, <laughs> but then a lot of them were also working. So maybe they couldn't. This is very weird. Mm-hmm. Inside what are they paying? Car- Wait, but they can't pay Carl and Leverboy because Carl's sober. <laughs> it goes all the oh, way to no. the top. I'm now like very concerned. We're going to have to do a deep dive. <laughs> But we're not actually going to do it. No, we'll wait for somebody else to. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of deep dives, I got some hot goss over on Jersey. We ready? Yes. Sure. Do you really have hot goss or are you just trying to transition? No, I really have out? hot goss. Okay, that was a good transition. Thank you. Okay, Jersey. I'm going to start where, of course, we get all of our information. Bravo, Real Housewives, Reddit. This is posted by Hercules yes. X Mulligan. Oh, nice. I need no introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Great reference to Hamilton, Julia. Yes, you're welcome. I saw Joe Gorga's comedy show last night in Nashville. Ask me anything. And I just, I'm going to redo the main post. I won't get into the ask me anything because I think. Thank you, Hercules Mulligan. That is hilarious. This is all you need to do. What a public service. Yep. Yeah. So I got dragged to the show last night thinking it would be so bad. It was funny. It wasn't. It was. (laughs) It was so bad. I had secondhand embarrassment for Joe. (gasps) He was probably on for close to an hour, and I kid you not, I did not crack a smile the entire time, oh, let alone laugh. Keep in mind, this is posted on the Bravo Housewives page, so, like, this is somebody who knows who he is. <laughs> oh, no. It yeah, was yeah. basically him just telling two incredibly long, incredibly uninteresting stories about how much his life and Melissa suck. The Q&A afterwards was more interesting than the actual show. Here are some highlights. Number one, he claims he did have sex with Dolores. Number two, he implied Evan did cheat on Jackie. And then three, he talked about how much he hated the show, the producers, but can't walk away. <laughs> I felt like we needed to bring that to light. I, I, that just makes me want to see it more. I mean, that's sick. But hey, yeah. these are $3,000 so tickets out. No, that was just for the weekend retreat. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Which I would pay for his little rat pack show he was doing. I do feel for Joe Gorga, though, because I feel like people have been telling him his whole life that he's hilarious. But that's just because they don't know if he's joking or not. As we learned this episode. As we learned this episode mm-hmm. with his use of fuck you on a text chain. People thought it was funny when they thought he was joking and they hoped he was joking. Hey, Julia, he didn't even know if he was joking. He's got a guy with a hot temper. And when he like has his outburst, they're all very funny, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so from what it sounds like, his act is just more of him being like angry and like ranting. But like. It's not funny in like that context. It's only funny when you're like pissing him off like in person. It's like not funny when he's angry on his own terms, you know? Everybody knows the guy who's like, I always say like backyard funny, like backyard barbecue, really funny. That doesn't mean they can do stand up. Those are two extremely different things. Mm-hmm. Being situationally funny and being able to mm-hmm. rattle up my man at correct times. Hilarious. Thank you, yeah. Joe Gorga, for your time on Bravo. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, that does not translate to... But when you watch Joe Around the Guys, though, this episode, Frank is the funny one. Okay. Frank made that <laughs> joke about... One. He made fun of Joe's height 
when Frank had tons of food on his shirt and he's like, that's just because Joe was standing wiping his mouth on me. Like, Frank's the funny one. That's They just they need to have a double act. They're, they're good for each other. They are. Okay. They play off each other Frank really Frank also well. would not be funny if he was doing a stand-up solo. No. <laughs> he would not be funny at all. Okay, I, people would laugh. I'm sorry, we gotta use that as a transition. Did you guys <laughs> notice in the... Bill, we're good friends with Bill. We're good friends with Bill. All of the flashbacks of how they're good friends with Bill were just Joe and Frank cracking jokes and Bill in the background. Having a good time. Like multiple things. Yeah. It was just Bill being like, ha ha ha. Or it's like Bill like drinking while they're doing something. Like it's the only way he could get through whatever they're doing. Well, Alex, they bamboozled you. I remember you said a couple episodes ago, like, oh, we say the Jersey guys are so good. No, it's just the two of them, and you just assume everybody else is a part of it. And it's only made it, like, more clear with the passing episodes. The rest of the guys are total, like, like are, like, the most serious, dramatic people ever. <laughs> yes. There's one exception, and oh. that is a new cast member. Tiki Barber? Tiki, yes, Tiki Barber. His wife did not make the cut. But oh, Tiki did because he is my new favorite housewife. He came. He came with a. Did you guys see? Yeah, so messy. So poor Tracy. The episode opens with Tracy going after Teresa, calling Teresa out on being a hypocrite and not a good family member. Are these two things logical? Yes. Does that mean they're not going to mean anything to Teresa? Yes. She doesn't understand the dynamic of the show. Yeah. Teresa also, gets to do whatever she wants, and yeah. then everybody helps her feel better. She's targeting the wrong person in her attempt to like establish herself. Yeah. She's trying to start the wrong fight with the wrong person. It's going to go nowhere. Punch Jackie. That's her, how you get it in there. Okay, my hot mic, Margaret, is actually... I have a silent mic, Margaret, and it is relating to Tracy trying oh. to confront Teresa. It is just Margaret's face. As she's watching Tracy try to establish herself as a housewife and the disappointment and almost delight in knowing that she's not hacking it. And as Tracy is confronting Teresa, the camera is just on Margaret, giving us all the looks. And I loved it. Um, I don't have a hot mic, Margaret. I just have two <laughs> amazing moments for Margaret. Again, they were like very clearly in there, but if it was a different housewife, I probably wouldn't pick it up. Uh, when Joe B is going out for the guys tonight, Joe, I laid out a shirt for you. You're going to wear the shirt and jeans. So I just love that she lays out <laughs> clothes for her husband. And my other favorite one, I don't know why this got me. When she's going to dinner with Marge Sr., who's just another Marge. She, Mom, I don't think they have mocktails here. That's just non-alcoholic anything. I'm sure they have mocktails. I'm sure they have a juice. And they ended up having pomegranate juice and they both ordered it. It's just, I don't know, Mark, everything Margaret does cracks me up. What's your hot mic, Margaret? Mine was um, when she's taking a picture with Dolores at the pink party, and it's like a very quick cutaway, but uh, you hear her say, hey, let's send this picture to Jennifer, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she also says, this background, ugh, I look good. <laughs> Margaret's just hilarious. <laughs> everything she does is wonderful. Um, okay, I'm sorry, about Marge Sr., they're talking about how Marge Sr. is so busy and they just can't get together because she's working all the time. She only gets two days off a week as opposed to... I think this is a new job, this whole thing. This job thing is new. <laughs> the job, her. having a job, I get you. I think she really gets four days off a week. You know, I think that she's just counting the two weekdays, which apparently is Friday because <laughs> they're meeting up on a Friday. <laughs> My final thought is something 
horrible Melissa said of Teresa. Joe was joking about how he hit his sister <laughs> with a BB gun. And Melissa says, you just hit her one too many times. Debatably funny. For Teresa, we're all like, oh no. And Teresa's going to see this. I know. That's, what ever, mm. that's exactly what I thought is, this is the whole reunion. There, we just saw the entire reunion. <laughs> it's going to be about Teresa saying, but Melissa said I'm thinking about the BB gun. Except for she'll like... You're gaslighting me. You're gaslighting me. She'll like use some other word that she heard online incorrectly to describe it. Just like when they tried to teach Teresa what a metaphor was last year. Oh gosh, that was too bad. The analogy. The analogy. (laughs) That was an analogy. All right, I got two final thoughts. Number one, I did not know that David and Dolores went out for five years. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that long. The dad should have kept it together a little bit more in front of her. Weird reaction, I thought. Yeah, the mom did a good job pivoting. Yeah, mom's got bigger problems. Yeah, Yeah. clearly. Triple bypass. All right, back to guys' night. My final, final thought. Evan says that Jen is a bad person for trying to get dirt on Evan. (laughs) But doesn't that make Marge a bad person? For sharing the dirt on Bill? Yes. <laughs> again, another favorite word on Jersey. Hypocrisy. And again, this is probably just the editing, but I found it very funny that Bill had only been there like a minute before Evan said that. Yeah. That is such a strong statement to make, that someone's wife is a bad person. What did they expect him to say to that? He shows up and Frank's like, oh, Bill, you're always invited. I love you. <laughs> and then immediately that happens. And this is after the whole reason for their guys get together is that they don't let the fights that their wives are having affect their friendships. Except for Evan. Mm-hmm. You know what? I was like, all last season, I was like, Evan totally cheated. A couple episodes of this one, I'm like, no, he didn't. I'm back to my, he absolutely cheated. Especially yeah. since Joe Gorga told us he did. And Frank. And Frank, yeah. yeah. And Frank also told Picture, pictures. Have <laughs> you noticed how much Frank spits on everybody? <laughs> Um, because it's already been mentioned in current episodes, do you think that Joe Gorga's quote-unquote stand-up will be brought up at the reunion? Oh, imagine if Andy asked him to make a few jokes. That oh. he made jokes about Louie. That was our opening. Mm. So I definitely think yes. if he comes to Los Angeles, oh, we will we'll be go on a cast there. trip. Oh. oh, people have it on YouTube. Oh, no. All right, he's toast. <laughs> okay, you guys, awards? Yes. Awards. My honorary housewife award goes to Joe Gorga, of course, for starting more drama than his wife Melissa. Even though on her own she's had a good drama year, you just can't compete with Joe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is. He and Teresa, with their chaos, really the franchise a nice little theme mm-hmm. that I think everybody picks up. It's on. It's really the Gorga show. And then and there's just Margaret to keep it funny and light. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Alex. My Winchesterton Fieldville Award. I apologize for how crazy this award is. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a plot in the Adam Sandler movie, Mr. Deeds, <laughs> where Winona Ryder's character makes up her like hometown and then adam sandler like finds a hometown with like that name and takes her there and she she has to pretend like she knows everything in the hometown and she calls it winchesterton uh, fieldville my award for that goes to heather from oc who when walking amongst syracuse acted like (laughs) she had never been there before and was saying things like this is marshall street and uh we called it uh 
M Street. Okay, just like <laughs> things you would be making up if you're pretending like you knew about Alex, the second she yes. said M Street, goes to the second she said M Street, I'm like, Alex is going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> it totally did sound like that. Oh, and this is the, this is the corner. We used to call it the corner. Like just making things. And up. this is the bar we all went to. We the should get a drink there right now. We would go there and they'd ask for our IDs. <laughs> and I didn't have one, so I let it get in. Heather has never been to Syracuse. Alright, we started the rumor here. I mean they wouldn't yep. even let her into the sorority building. She put that welcome Heather sign up herself. <laughs> she brought it from home. <laughs> My Themed Bravo Party Award, as you know, we have seen thousands upon thousands of themed parties on Bravo, goes to Lindsay, who really decked the halls for her own birthday, so much so that Paige even helped set up. Paige, the woman who would not remove rotten food from her refrigerator to help out the team, helped set up the cake stand, and everybody came to play there were even guests who came dressed themed where usually it's like just the cast members in like their sexy raunchy outfits and then everyone else in jean shorts which is so funny when they do that which is my favorite thing but Lindsay really pulled off a full (laughs) event and congratulations Lindsay, on your 34 slash 28 year old birthday okay did you guys see the extra he, like, walked into frame covering people up, like, three different times. He was a, a dude wearing a um, pea green, like, zip-up romper. And he, like, would walk into frame, stare right at the camera, yes. and walk away. I think he was supposed to be, like, Robin Hood or something. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.